Top Shelf Fantasy. That was a solid, solid crack. It's good to be back on track. Crack. crack. <laughs> I mean, it. with a light beer, be it always comes out a little better. <laughs> oh, boy. We're in the rhyme and mood, we get the power hour coming up, the end of the 2021 uh, season power mm-hmm. hour, which would be good. So we'll do top 10 tight ends, top 10 quarterbacks, top 20 running backs, top 20 wide receivers, all sorted by points per game. So we get to... Through week 17. We didn't include week 18 because... Why matter. would you? It yeah. doesn't matter. It doesn't, doesn't count. Yeah, I'm fine with it. So, And like I said, Marvin Jones will have a big week 18 because he always does <laughs> to put himself up there. And I, I can't add him in there. There was a handful of guys that had a pretty big week 18 too. So Yeah. yeah. And, and so I did a couple DFS ones. I did, I, I did pretty good. And I looked at players that like needed certain like milestones to get an incentive. And one was like Marvin Jones needed five catches and seven yards. I'm like, all right, they're going to pepper him. Someone else needed like... I think Gronk needed probably Gronk. 69 yards yeah, or something five like that. Catches. Yeah, he, he needed one. He needed one more catch, and then Brady decided, "No, I'm not going out. Yeah, I'm yeah. going back in." Gave him the catch. He freaked out about it. There was actually uh, a bunch of people on uh, Twitter and TikTok that were doing the all incentive bets, and they were just listing out every single player parlay that that a player who needed an incentive oh, and just oh, put him in cool. a parlay. I actually never went back to see if any. Of I'm them sure some hit won, big, but. I mean, if you if you think about it, you know, <laughs> these players make their money yeah. and you make money. I wonder if Lazard had something because he had a massive first half and then they took him out. He scored two touchdowns. He did. And then he just took him out. I'm like, I thought they took out like Adams, Rogers, Dylan. I'm like, oh, even Lazard. I mean, it's good to see that he's viewed as like a starter. Yeah. Well, fuck MVS. That's what I got to yeah. say. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Fuck All right. MVS. All right. You guys ready? We jump right into the uh, right into the old power hour here uh, again. Top 10 tight ends, quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, sorted by points per game. Minute, drink along. How you doing? Them lights. Not, not you know, great all the lights player, but Logan Thomas, he only played five games. Um, probably shouldn't even put him in here, but if it wasn't him, it would be, I think, Kyle Pitts or Hunter Henry would tie with 11. Um, he had a big first three weeks and then got hurt, and then... He had a big week 13 when he came back and then got hurt again. Um, I mean, talk about consistency. He was tied in 10 last power hour, tied in 10 last year points per game. So if you want a guy that, that's going to get you points per game 10 every year, pick him. But uh, he doesn't play a lot of games. That's the only thing. It's it. Is it the the well? I don't know what they're going to be called now, but they, they got a problem with that with Jordan Reed and him and yeah, it, it's I mean and even Ricky Till Jones got carded off last week. It's not great, uh, but Logan Thomas, good for you, buddy. Probably shouldn't count. <laughs> is the first one a little longer? I think the first is a little longer, but it, I mean we can talk about Logan Thomas more, huh? I mean, <laughs> if he would stay on the field, he's he's a nasty tight end, right? So I'd yeah. be happy to draft him next year. I mean, I think he, he plays better than his tight end ten ranking. Some of these guys, he's probably not quite at. Yeah, he's averages about nine points a game, and yeah, I think one of those games he got hurt. So you take that four point game away, it's probably close to ten. All right, I don't know what the hell happened. I don't know why I did that. I just think we just want to talk about Logan Thomas a little more. Kanye loves Logan Thomas. All right, let's see. Let's let's. Are we gonna cut all this out? 
No, yeah. screw it. Okay, well, I don't, then I'm not going to say what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll, I'll go to the next song. We're going little, in raw. I, I t- you know, I sat here with this thing for I don't know how long. Um, it's the same Chrome extension as before, right? It's the same Chrome extension. Yeah, so you, I don't know. I think I did, I did something out of sync. So anyway, here we go. Were you doing Long Thomas again, or <laughs> Just, uh, who's up now, Dallas? Oh, Dallas Goddard, me, Corey Dallas is up. Dallas Goddard, uh, tight end, nine on the season points per game. He had an up and down season. I mean, he only had seven games in double digits, so he's not quite the most consistent tight end with Hertz on the field. But when Minshew came in, it seemed like he was kind of balling out a little bit more consistently. However, he had those upside games with Hertz, so it's kind of tough to predict what he's going to do next year. But for this year, I mean, he performed what you expected him to do. He got rid of Zach Ertz, finally, which helped his his uh, his stock immensely, and he took advantage of it. He's on the field. He's a target in the red zone. Who knows what the future holds for Dallas Goddard? <laughs> well, they don't have a lot of pass catchers either, so like... Yeah, it's, yeah, pre- it's nice probably thing. pretty high. Like He's probably going to be ranked top six <laughs> next year. A lot of the uh, preliminary rankings have John Mechie mocked going to the shot, Eagles. Shot, shot, shot. Oh, no. Uh, Dawson Knox coming in at tight end eight. Where's the it was a 9.5 points per game average? Played 14 games. It's probably the reason I lost my dynasty matchup, which is really shitty. Uh, but he came out of nowhere. I mean, you talk about Buffalo, they didn't, they never targeted their tight ends. Like, they weren't a team that went to their tight ends. And then all of a sudden, Dawson Knox just exploded. I think he ended up the, the year with eight touchdowns, eight total touchdowns or something like that. Yeah, he was like, he was like a Hunter Henry. He's a, he's a better man's Hunter Henry this season. And like you said, Buffalo doesn't pass the tight ends. The last one I can think of is Charles Clay, and that's not even a great comparison. God, Charles Clay. <laughs> Do you feel comfortable taking him as a top 10 tight end next year? Dawson I mean, Knox? probably. I mean, yeah, I, probably I mean, well, you got to think Kyle Pitts isn't in the top 10. Shot, 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 shot. But, yeah. Ranked tight end 7 on the year. TJ Hawkinson, even only playing 12 games, finished off with 115 fantasy points. He actually had a lot of, you know, pretty good games for you when you, you went and put him in your starting lineup. He only had the one goose egg and then everything else, you know, he, he did fairly well. Over uh, eight receptions in four games this season, so that's uh, one of the better, you know, tight ends that you can expect to have on your fantasy teams. You just got to stay healthy. There's no one else in Detroit. Uh, who knows what they go with in the draft for next season, but this year, like, it was all about Hawkinson. Again, 10, uh, 12 games, 61 receptions, 583 yards, four touchdowns. Um, you know, if you can get volume out of your tight end, that's that's what I like, and that's why Hawkinson was drafted as, you know, as highly as he was this past season. You guys are going to have to cut me off whenever the music stops. Um, I do want to say one person that didn't make the list. Uh, Mike Gusecki fell very, very far. He's off the list. Um, Turned the program. Turned the program. But uh, best ever do it, tight end six, uh, Dalton Schultz. I mean, I feel like this should be Dows' guy, but... Um, <laughs> well, that's why I was just leaving with yeah, Wait a second. I know. I'm, I'm sorry, Dows. But, it's uh, all right. Dalton Schultz, Tom Haddon ranked as a tight end six in this season <laughs> at one point. And you're like, I don't know. This isn't right. It was right. I mean, I always thought it was a Blake Jarwin. When I ended up Blake Jarwin got hurt, but I didn't think that mattered at all. Uh, Schultz took a- a- advantage of Gallup going down early in the season. Then when all three receivers were healthy, Schultz did even 
better than I thought. I thought he, he declined heavily with all three pass catches back, and um, I mean, he gets yards and touchdowns. It's not just like a one-trick point like a Hunter Henry. Um, I mean, he's he's involved in the game plan every single week. So Schultz, good for you. Probably pick up a, pick up a, a, of the season for t uh, tight end. Pick up. I drafted him. Top two. No, I'm just kidding. Um, my guy here is Darren Waller, tight end five on the season points per game. He only played 10 games, unfortunately. If you had him on your team, he probably put you in a really good position at the beginning of the season, and then you probably didn't make your playoffs because of him at the same time. So that's a tough pill to swallow, but he'll be back. He'll be healthy. Next year, fantastic outlook, as always. I'd say tight end five is probably his floor. Uh, and the sky's the limit. The way the, the Raiders still tend to intend to use him, and as they continue to lose pass catchers left and right, Darren Waller still the focal point of that offense. And with Hunter Henry maybe taking a little bit of so some focus off of him in the future, Darren Waller, I don't know, should stay at this this or higher for the rest of his career. Foster Moreau. Yeah, I mean, well, Foster Moreau's breathing down his neck. We know that. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about uh, Henry uh, Ruggs <laughs> not being there. Yeah, I mean, Henry Ruggs not being there sucks for uh, the team. You're not afraid of Zay Jones? Yeah. Nothing to talk about, but still. Uh, we talked about Gronk a little bit earlier. He needed the incentive catch, and he did it. He missed six weeks of the season, so what's that end up giving him? That gives him 11 total games, 11 and a half points uh, per game, and puts him at a top four tight end. The guy just doesn't stop. I mean, he, he returned stop. back to his pre-injury form. He absolutely dominated on the field and clearly one of Tom Brady's favorite targets. It, it's very evident that Gronk is always going to get the ball because even when uh, AB was on the field, Evans and Godwin, he was still seeing eight to nine targets, 10, 11 to targets a game. I mean, I don't know how we go into 2022 and not put Gronk as a top five tight end. Do you think he retires, though? I don't. No. I think I think, I think Gronk as long as Brady plays, plays right. yeah, right. exactly. Maybe, maybe older than that. No, I don't know. Um, <clears throat> someone who uh, is 28, George Kittle, finishes the year as the third tight end per average. Only playing 13 games. This is the tight end position. Uh, even though uh, he did not play that much, we all knew coming into the season, the top three tight ends were Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, and Mark Andrews. Um, Darren Waller was in there too, but uh, it was just pretty much straightforward. George Kittle was going to be a, a, a top uh, tight end this season. He went on to have 910 yards, uh, six touchdowns, and this is with Jimmy Garoppolo throwing to him all season long. Uh, again, volume tight end, great athleticism, able to go out and show he's having fun on the field. There's some new TikToks and, and videos coming out of George Kittle on the field. He's, he's fun to watch, fun to have on your fantasy team. He's going to be there again in the top two next season. Keep talking, keep talking. Yeah, we no problems. Okay, <laughs> there we go. There we go. Um, what a horrific season for this guy. One of the worst seasons he's had in a long time. If his worst season's tied in two in the season, Travis Kelsey, uh, he's still worth a first round pick, in my opinion. Um, I think he finished Waters tied in one, one, two, three, four, Why does there, like six years in a row, and then this is one year's two. Um, he did have games where it's like it was tough to start him too. Like there were weeks where kind of like, do I even start him? Because he would like get you four points, two points, four points, and then thirty-six points did help him um, and help everyone in playoffs too. Um, big jump there, but 
Um, I mean, he missed week 16, so that might have killed people in the playoffs. I think he had he had COVID. Yeah, so he didn't play. But end of the season with 10 points, like he might not have won you it, but he got you there. I mean, that's all you can ask for for a tight end. 15 games, not bad. Um, I mean, he like I said, he missed one in playoffs for fantasy, which is huge. And your tight end one on the season, Mark Andrews, Baltimore. The weird thing about Mark Andrews is that the beginning of the year wasn't so hot for him with Lamar Jackson, and he really picked up towards the end of the season with a hodgepodge of quarterbacks, including Lamar Jackson, uh, the Travis other guys. Huntley, yeah, Josh Johnson. Josh Johnson. Exactly. And somehow he finished the season with eight of nine games going for double digits and four of those over 15 points. Some of those over 25 and 30 points. So a couple monster games, but honestly, massive consistency down the stretch brought him to the tight end one range. And and really, he blew Travis Kelsey out of the water by 30, uh, 30 over 30 points. Pretty nuts. That we haven't seen that done for what six? You said six years in a row. Six years in a row, and and it's not like it was like oh, it's George Kittle and six. It's, it's it's always is it George Kittle, Waller, Andrews is always like pushed behind, like even Hawkinson. Yep. And I mean, he was probably a tight end six taken in almost every draft. Yeah. And the interesting thing is he couldn't coexist with the Marquise Brown. So it's interesting to see how that folds out next year. Mm-hmm. So, real quick, hot take on the tight end position. We've said this before. It might be one of the most important positions in football. If you get if you get a tight end that can score you 15 points, it'd be great. Listen, Matt Stafford got brought in on just a ridiculous deal from uh, the Rams. They brought him in, traded for two picks for him, got rid of Goff. He came in and absolutely lit the NFC on on fire. Just came in, swung his dick around, and slapped people in the face. It was great. It was Matt Stafford, vintage Matt Stafford, going to win a Super Bowl. He has shit his pants the last five, six weeks. He is QB 10 on points per average. He ended up scoring about 20 points a game, which is solid QB 1 numbers. But he ended the season with three straight multi-interception games. It was not good. Not a good look for Matt Stafford. One of the best offenses in football. We'll see where what he does next year. All right, so moving on <clears throat> to quarterback nine. We have the man, the myth, the legend, the sophomore phenom, the most improved player of the entire fantasy season, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Uh, he came off of an ACL injury in 2020 and just said, nah, I-, I have Jamar Chase on my team now. Hold my dick. I'm going to not look and throw the ball. Jamar is up there. He went off uh, in fantasy playoffs. Uh, he went for 38 fantasy points, 34.8 fantasy points. He had only four games on the entire season where he went under two touchdowns in a fantasy uh, matchup in you know, any week whatsoever. Uh, he really did prove that he is going to be one of the top uh, quarterbacks taken next season. Uh, he's going to be there for years to come. He's got probably a win coming up tomorrow against the Raiders. That's my call, and, and I think that you know, I Joe, so. Joe Burrow is there for <laughs> for the long haul. I bet the Raiders plus 6,000 to win the Super Bowl, so I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> All right. Um, it's it's my song, and I'm talking. Perfect. Lamar Jackson, quarterback eight. Kind of like Stafford. Huge beginning of the season. Um, he was QB three when we did our midseason power hour. Dropped to QB eight. Um, it's not because he missed games. We're doing points per game. So the games he missed, you just take it out. Um, but he had like games where he got th- 35 points, 41 points beginning of the season. 
And then he goes from 32 points week 9 to 16 to a missed game to 13 to 18, then single digits. And then he missed the rest of the season. So, um, I mean, Grady's top 10 quarterback, but if you're a Lamar Jackson owner, you were very pissed off at week 9. And especially, you hopefully you picked up Huntley because he did a fine job um, when Jackson was out. But, yeah. Overall, I think it was a bad season for Lamar. Bad second half. Yeah, I got another mobile quarterback coming at you for QB7. It's Jalen Hurts. Uh, he dropped just a tad from QB5 uh, in our midseason rankings. But Jalen Hurts is one of the many, many cases, and we see this every year, of a great fantasy quarterback. Or not great, but a, a serviceable, startable, every week fantasy quarterback who sucks in real life. Like, the Eagles are not good because Jalen Hurts is not a good quarterback. But he started in fantasy. He only had five weeks under 20 points. And one of those weeks was like 19.8. So really four weeks under 20 points. If you take that and you put a 20-point player in your quarterback position, you have a shot to win every single week. The weeks that he failed, he gave you like a 9-point, an 11-point. Yeah, you probably lost those two weeks. But the rest of them, you still probably won. However, there are other guys that are that have a lot more upside. So I think that he's not going to have the draft capital that maybe he even had this year after his poor performance last year. Minshew came in and played well in his in his stead. Who knows what the Eagles are going to do? They're, they're a big guessing game over there. But for this season, not a bad performance from the kid. My concern with Jalen Hurts is the Eagles aren't going to want him. Agreed. Yeah. Starter. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, uh, who put not ranked as in, in our um, – he, he wasn't ranked. Oh, because he's outside the top. Oh, oh, he, oh, oh, that was for the midseason. Right, so anyway, mid-season. so he Sorry. comes in as QB6 uh, on points per average, 21 and a half points, 15 total games played. Here's a wild thing about Aaron Rodgers. He threw four picks this season. That's two it? of them came in the first week. He threw two picks from week two to week 18. And you got to think week one was him, no no training camp at all, so he was right. a little rusty. He only played 74% of the snaps, so he wasn't in there consecutively. <laughs> there was only two weeks where he didn't throw a touchdown, and every other week he, he threw multiple touchdowns. I know you don't like Aaron Rodgers. He's the real – he's a fucking he's, fantastic. He's turned it around this year a lot, and remember when the, the uh, Packers were dead in the water after week one? Yes. What a, what a Well, world. that's probably why they took him out. <laughs> MVP. All right, so honestly, I'm a little surprised we're talking about this guy as number five. Uh, it, it, the consensus number one quarterback going the last four seasons, Patrick Mahomes, is coming in at five. And this is what we talk about in fantasy football, about your quarterbacks and how high you draft them and, and why does it matter? Because you're drafting Patrick Mahomes in the first three, four rounds, and he's finishing as five when you could have gotten others a lot later than that. And, and this is a wild stat for you. The year that he finished as the first quarterback in fantasy football, he threw 70 times less than this year. He threw 78 or 78 more passes this season and finished as, as QB5 in average rather than one. And he actually had a, a game stretch of five games under 15 fantasy points over a six-week span this season. You know, he did have big games, but this is not what you're looking for out of Pat Mahomes this season. I agree. I mean, it, it, it's safe that he'll give you a top six. Like, last year, Lamar was one or two, and he was barely a top ten. Um, but, yeah, it, I mean, six is not what, what you want, or five is not what you want. Number four, Kyler Murray. I'm actually still surprised he's, he was better than he was midseason. Um, but being a Kyler owner... Um, 
kind of nervous the weeks he came back and played. I know he missed some games that killed you in the middle of the season. Um, but he came back and he didn't play that well. If you actually watch the games, he gave you fantasy points. That's fine. So it's like as bad as he plays, his floor is like 20 points. I'm like that's fine. I'll take it. Um, but it was tough to get those 30 plus point games where he had the first three weeks, the first four weeks. He was MVP technically the first, probably the first four weeks of the season. Then he just felt pretty bad. And Ginger Hopkins going down didn't help. Now, hey, uh, Isaiah Wes- Wesley or whatever. Antoine Wesley. Antoine, Antoine Isaiah Wesley. Uh, quarterback three, we got Tom. Thomas, Patrick, Edward, Brady, something like that. Uh, guy's nasty, still nasty. Ben Nasty, going to stay nasty. He's got every weapon in the world, even if they're getting hurt every now and again. And I know everybody's on the Rodgers hype. Rodgers has got the all-pro nod over Brady as well, indicating he's probably going to win the MVP. But Brady has more pass attempts, more completions, more passing yards, more pass yards per game, more total touchdowns, more pass rushes, uh, <laughs> on, more first downs on a pass rush against him, a higher total EPA, a higher total passing EPA, more points above average, a higher DVAR, more touchdowns that led to uh, drives that led to touchdowns. Go through any offensive stat, Brady smoked Rodgers. Boom. And that, MVP. And that came with Godwin out a lot of the season. AB out and Gronk out for an extended time. Um, You're damn right. He never really had a... Maybe the first two weeks he had all of the whole The whole pass catchers there. The sword, yeah. yeah. I love Brady. Rodgers beat him on QBR. Sorry. Scotty, uh, this, this song remind you of anything? Reminds you of like high school? Bell Bros, dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right. Just taking QB- a farting in the car back home. Listen <laughs> <laughs> to Fergie. Uh, Is Bell Bros like Taco Bell? Taco Bell. Yeah, I used to yeah. go smoke pot in those uh, parking lots and eat a bunch of Taco Bell. I, you guys didn't even know I was there. We didn't even we- smoke pot. <laughs> <laughs> we, we would just go just for the fun of it. Face off. Uh, Josh, uh, Josh, uh, Justin Herbert, QB2 on a points per game average. Listen, uh, uh, take, take your pick between all these guys. Volume was key. We, I said at the beginning of the season, we're going to see some of these quarterbacks get up over 700 attempts. Only one guy did it, but Justin Herbert was at 672 attempts. Wow. He threw the ball a fucking ton. 35 touchdowns, 18 interceptions. It was messy. It wasn't great, but he got you there. All right, year two. Back-to-back quarterback champion Josh Allen. This is the guy, no longer Pat Mahomes, this is the guy that will go number one in your drafts next season. He actually ended up having a stat line I couldn't even believe I'm looking at, a a running back stat line of 763 rushing yards and six touchdowns. On 122 attempts, that's that's literally like probably RB 25 to 30 range in what actually is partaken is a quarterback. I went back and looked as well. He had only two games where he scored 11 points. Outside of that, he never went below 17 points. And if you take out two games where he scored uh, 17, he never went below 21 points the entire rest of the season. He is the best quarterback for fantasy football that there possibly could be. There's no end in sight. He's 25. Like, this is the guy. It's no longer Pat Mahomes. I'll keep repeating. I agree. Um, going into running backs now. Running back 20. Um, he wasn't here in our midseason power hour, but Antonio Gibson. Um, now, you do want to add Daryl Henderson and Kareem Hunt were tied with him with 12.4 points per game. Hunt 
start of the season probably as a top top five, top six running back before he went down. Henderson had a m- massive season until he got banged up, and he just de- declined heavily uh, and then missed some time. But Gibson had a shin injury throughout the season, which kind of scared me. I was off of him. I, I wanted to trade him as fast as I can. Um, but the football team just didn't care about it. They put him out there, and he got you points. So um, RB20, I'm sure he was ranked RB11 to 15 in pre-draft rankings. But him being a 20, I was kind of surprised um, that they forced him out there. Still. So, uh, real quick, a lot of people had him as an RB8, and I hated it. Yeah, but I, anyway. I, I think I had him like a 13, which is probably still too high. I certainly had him in the RB1, like this fringe one late or early two, you know. But, yeah, can't hit, can't hit them all. RB19 of season, Josh Jacobs. He missed a couple games early on. Sure, we were all worried that he was breaking down. That was going to be the end of his career for a 23-year-old running back. And we were dead wrong, boy. He just chugs along. <laughs> it really is exactly that. He was scoring anywhere from 10 to 20 points almost every single week, hovering around that like 14, 15-point uh, threshold most weeks. He might have dipped to 10 or 11 sometimes and then go up to like 20, 21. But he's hovering around that mid-teens, which is exactly what you want from a consistent RB2. You're not going to get... The 30-point outburst from him, it doesn't seem like that's going to be his game going forward with how the Raiders want to run their offense. But if he can consistently plug that in and you can grab him in the fourth or fifth round in drafts, like, why the fuck wouldn't you? We'll talk about consistency. He was ADP RB19 going into drafts. He just he knows how to perform to expectations. Fantastic flex play. Not above it. All right. David Montgomery. David Montgomery. End of season, Monty. Uh, listen, he scored 20 points in consecutive weeks in the fantasy playoffs, so a lot of people are going to love David Montgomery going into 2022. I don't think he's a good running back. I never thought that he was good running back. Uh, but really, reality is... He played 13 games and scored on average 12.8 points per game. I mean, at the end of the day, he's a fine RB2. It's just he has not scored double-digit touchdowns on the ground in a long... Never. He's never done it. And he only scored double-digit total touchdowns once. Matt Nagy's not going to be there. You're going to have a new new coaching system comes in. Nobody's going to be tied to David Mopportunity as the footballers will give him. It's it's David volume. He just gets volume, and that's that's it. And you Lee said Mark two games of 20 Montgomery. plus points. If he didn't get those games, he's not even on the list. So there's some eye-opening stuff for this guy. Uh, our RB17 on the season for average. Played 14 games, 13 point average on the season. Uh, my breakout player of the year, Damian Harris. I absolutely loved what I saw this season. 15 total touchdowns. And this is what the New England Patriots do. Because anytime that they're in the red zone, they're going to give the ball to the running back. And he is the RB1. Except for the fact, if you actually look, all but three games this season, he fell below 50% snap share. He only had three games where he went over 50% snap share, and that was 53, 53, and 61%. Brad Every single game this season, he was in a, in a timeshare, and everyone thought, oh my God, there's a two-headed backfielder, a three-headed backfielder, James White was there, and then Brandon Bolden took over. But guess what? It doesn't fucking matter. The RB1 in New England, the guy in between the tackles, is always going to get you touchdowns and is always going to be up there for fantasy. I will say I was one of those people that said, hey, you know, he's good, but... He's in the split backfield. Stevenson's coming along. He was my sell high. Ah. 
I was wrong. <laughs> Touchdowns. Um, Depends on what you got. Remember, De- Garrett Blunt had 18 touchdowns. Depends on what you got yeah. back from him for him. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, actually, one of my things is you can trade Damian Harris for Elijah Mitchell, who's RB16 on the season. If you, I think Tom picked him up one week, he cheated, I guess, to pick him up or whatever. I don't know. Um, <laughs> How does that get brought up? <laughs> <laughs> Right, I well, forgot all about and, that, and, too, and, guys. Anyways. Um, and that's, no, why he beat, that's why he beat him by 50 points in the final. <laughs> yeah. Because the guy um, wasn't even on his roster. The guy wasn't Mitchell playing. looked great when he played. That's when he played. He played 11 games, and even some of those games he got hurt early on. Well, he's a San Francisco running back. Yeah. So exactly what it is. They all get hurt. Um, that's how they I mean, I will put up Trey Sermon, I thought, would be the guy. I did like Mitchell a lot. I didn't see this happening. Um Great to see him here. I would say pick of the year, but RB12 is probably that guy. RB15 on the season, Aaron Jones. Uh, he's a bit of an enigma, this guy. He got kind of carried by his week two, 38 and a half point performance. Um, he definitely ceded a lot of work to AJ Dillon down the stretch and really throughout the whole season. This was no longer the Aaron Jones show in Green Bay. It's the Aaron Rodgers and split backfield show. That's not to say he had a bad season. He was always around 10 to 12 points. Some weeks he'd give you 15, 16, whatever. That's a fine performance. That's what you want to see. But the only reason he's RB15 ahead of some of these other guys is that one near 40-point week, which accounts for three weeks for these guys hovering in that low teens area. So I'm worried about his outlook long-term. I, for me, I'm buying A.J. Dillon shares as much as I can, and I'm releasing Aaron Jones if shares can, at this yeah. point. If you yeah, yeah. I would agree. Oh, you're, yeah, you're overpaying for O.J. Dillon. A.J. Dillon. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it, this is what's happening in the NFL right now, right? They're, you're, you're going split backfields, and you're not seeing these bell cows the way that you saw them. And Zeke Elliott, perfect, perfect example. RB14 in points per game. 13.7 points. By the way, this is a fucking banger. This is a in- jam. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> I saw yeah. out of the corner of my eye. I was like, I know Dow's like this. Uh, he was RB8 when we did the, the midseason power hour. Now he's RB14. Listen, Tony Pollard cut into it. He was hurt. He, you know, it is what it is. They passed the ball a shit ton. I think Kellen Moore is a, is a great offensive-minded coach. None of the play calling made sense. Zeke looked visibly hurt this year. And I think moving forward, you have to view Zeke as an RB10. I said it at the beginning of the season. The wheels on Zeke are coming off, and we're seeing it now. The wheels are coming off a little early for this back, too. DeAndre Swift, the, the uh, RB13, only his second season, uh, has not seemed to, uh, excuse me, it's his, it's his third season now, uh, has not seemed to, uh, apparently 2019 says it's no stats. Uh, <laughs> what is happening? I was looking at all the stats. He was, it shows a, he was, he was a rookie. power through it. Yeah. Power, power through. It. Let me go. Let me go. Just let me go. Power steering, power window. He has not put together a full season, basically, is, is all I'm trying to say. There's, there's a 2019 line. But no stats. Um, he he had uh, about a thousand yards, uh, just over in all-purpose yards, but really 151 rushing attempts in uh, you know 62 receptions is a good number. But you you're I feel like you're left wanting more, even though that there was a little bit of improvement from last season to this season. He, you know he did get used a little bit more, uh, but uh, again, I want to see more out of DeAndre Swift. He was a top pick. And he needs to show us. All right. 
It's <laughs> a, good, it's a pretty good song, right? <laughs> do, do a little karaoke. All right, all no, right. I mean, I th- this this guy's deserving, but I mean, he he fell off very heavy at the end of the year. Cordero Patterson, RB six when we did our mid-season power hour. RB twelve, great for a guy you didn't draft. Wasn't Should have been lower. I know, but I mean, he, like, I think we kept on talking about it too. It's like the wheels are gonna fall off. Like this guy has not seen this amount of work in his entire career. Mike Davis had better games in a season, like fresher legs. I don't know where Patterson goes next year if he stays with Atlanta. Probably a top 20 back. I think you have to put him there just because He's he can do a lot there. in the in the air. They have no Kelvin. It's the only Ru- people who like him they in the fucking NFL. No Ridley. They only have Pitts. So yeah. Patterson's the, the guy there. Yeah. Why would Which you leave, right? crazy. Spits next time that you talk, you talk. Dude, some of these. I don't even want to talk. I just want to listen to the music. This this fucking playlist is fire, it's by the fire. way. From here on it's, is crazy. RB11, Dalvin fire. Cook, has proven once again he cannot so handle the workload that Mike Zimmer wants to give him. And now Mike Zimmer is fucking gone. It's going to be a Dalvin Cook, Alexander Madison split next year. Whatever coach they bring in is going to manage his reps a lot more. So this is his last foray into the top RB1 range. Guarantee you. Put it right in stone. He cannot handle 300 carries a year, whatever the fuck they're trying to give him. It's too much work for him. And every year he breaks down, he did it again this year. If you had him in the first half of the season, you loved it. You were looking pretty for playoffs. And then you might have even missed him because he couldn't perform for the second half. Unless you were smart and you cuffed Alexander Madison. Not everybody's that bright. I wasn't that bright. Who's Alexander Madison? <laughs> Who that? Who that say they're going to beat them Saints? Uh, uh, 90% of the league. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nick Chubb. Top 10 running back in, in points per game. 15 points per game he's given you. He's non-existent in the passing game. Didn't score a lot of touchdowns on the ground. And his snap share and his touches are all over the fucking map. And I swear to God, he would be on the IR if him and Kareem Hunt didn't get hurt the same exact week. I don't know what to think about Nick Chubb. I don't know what to think about Nick Chubb moving forward. You have Kareem Hunt. You have Nick Chubb. The NFL knows you cannot play these guys every single down of every single game. We said it about Dalvin Cook. We've said it about Ezekiel Elliott. We've said it about Aaron Jones. The, they're going to split backfields. It's pronounced Nick A-A-Ron. Chubb, Aaron. You done messed up, Aaron. Listen, it, Nick Chubb might be a great runner of the football, but he's not scoring an immense amount of points to make him a top five back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. I love that I get to talk about this player as James Conner as RB9 because I have a conundrum. I loved him when he first, uh, you know, started to come onto the scene when Lev Bell was gone. However, he became known as the most injury-riddled running back. There is a thing you need to listen to the exact opposite the thing that I say about James Conner. Because every time that I buy in, he gets hurt. Every single time. It does not matter without fail at trade deadline. I said, he's the guy to go after. What happens? Three weeks later, he got hurt. Oh, so you cursed me, you son of a bitch. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just the way that it is. You know I've had this thing. We've had this back and forth. But I will say this, and I need this to be known. James Conner had seven RB1 finishes all season and four RB2 finishes. 
It's an unreal thing to be a good running back for the Arizona Cardinals. Sorry, David Johnson, you suck. But James <laughs> Conner came in and stole the show. And also, talk about pass catching skills. Where was that in Pittsburgh? Like, holy shit! In Pittsburgh, we were unaware that he had hands. Yeah. Like unreal hands. Like one hand. I thought he had two nubs. He's better with one hand right, catches. So, right, right, right. Yeah. Peter running, Jones. Running back. Actually, I'd actually rather talk about James Conner. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we're probably good. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey, how to put him here? Only played seven games. Better than last year. <laughs> but, um, I mean. That's so sad. A, a guy that's probably was probably RB1 this season, right? I, I think we all had him ranked R, yeah. RB1, I think, easily. When he played great, 23 points, 22 points. Then, got, then he got hurt. Five points. Comes back, 12 points, 21, 21, three points. Gets hurt. So, if you think it hurt those games, be higher. But I mean, points per game, he's eight. But next year, I don't know. If I can r- rank him top three. I really, I really don't. Oh, he will not be in my top three next year. I think we did. We all did our list. He wasn't even in our top five. Yeah, any of us. RB seven, Leonard, playoff Lenny Fournette. He was barely on the list at at midseason at RB18, and then he exploded. I mean, his first three weeks, he was sub-10 points. We're all like, is it Rojo? Is it Lenny? Is it who knows who else? And then Fournette said, you know what? This is my fucking backfield. Hold my beer, Gio. Exactly. And then he just really took over. Pass catching, running the ball, scoring touchdowns left and right. He had almost a – I think he might have had over a 40-point game. Whatever. It was in that ballpark. It was very, very high. And, I mean, he deserves every single bit of being in this territory. The problem is he didn't play the last three weeks because he got hurt and IR'd. And if you had him on your team, you probably got boned from your plan, uh, your fa- fantasy playoffs. So, sorry for you. But he but he, he got you there. He, he's probably RB5 drafted on your team this season. But who had Lenny? Was it you? I went Dynasty. Yeah. He traded they, for Well, him. I ended up trading for him, and then he exploded. Um, all right. So, I'm going to throw this out there. Craig, I just switched our wide receivers, our next wide receiver. I'll just take all my Dynasty players. Yeah. Uh, it's it's hysterical that I get Najee. I was talking to myself about Najee Harris moving forward. He had 94 targets on the season. How many catches? 70, 76. That's because Ben so can only throw the ball three Right. Feet. So, I was going to say, I was like... I, it, Najee <laughs> Harris does job. a lot of a lot of good things. He ended up coming in as our uh, uh, RB six points per game. He played the full season. Full, you know, you got you sixteen points a game. The king of volume, three hundred and seven carries, twelve hundred yards. Didn't get double digit touchdowns. He did receiving not. or rushing. And when you account for the amount of catches that he got, he got 400-some-odd catches, which means per game on average he should be getting like 40, you know, 40 touches. Or 40 touches gets him a touchdown. That's terrible average. I like Najee. It's going to get worse for him before it gets better. So you got to get that line. That's a sad thing to hear. Um, okay. So I have a running back that is a love-hate relationship with everyone right now, and that's Alvin Kamara at RB5. He finished with 16 fantasy points on the season, but that's in 12 games played. And again, it's the name of the game this season is whoever is healthy. Um, so you got to take that aspect out of the fact that we have him here. But he's obviously, he was a top three back, top four back, whatever, in, in fantasy draft season. He is here. He had nine RB1 finishes, but then three finishes outside the RB4 range. So it it, it, it hurt you. And then, of course, it was the four weeks that he didn't play. 
Uh, it hurt you, but he was every single time he played, he had to have won you a week. I mean, he had 240 attempts, which is the most he's ever had. 900 uh, uh, rushing yards, which is just above or just under what he's had. But his receiving work this year dipped to half of what he had last year. So we need to see a progress progression with the Saints for Alvin Kamara. Running back four per game, Joe Mixon. Fanta, you, you okay? I just drank my beer. Oh, that's, that's all right. <laughs> you, you drink a little more. You live close. Um, so Joe, Joe Mixon, and he's a guy, and I know Dallas could talk about this guy forever, but um, I mean, rock and roll, baby. Where I was doing pre-draft rankings, and as much as I wanted Mixon as like RB eighteen, RB nineteen, I said, you know, the volume's there. I'm basing this off. He's playing every game. He played every single game this season. Besides last week, but it doesn't, doesn't that count. Doesn't count. But that's just so I had him as RB, I think, 11 or 12, which is higher than the, the, the ADP. RB4. And he had a slower start, but when Burrow was struggling, he was picking up the slack. And then he was doing well with Chase and Higgins doing well. Like, it, it just, the Bengals' offense was, was unreal. Yeah, his outlook for next year is, is unreal. Uh, RB3 on the season. This seems like a, a personal attack from you guys on me. Austin Eckler, running back three. Uh, he was my bust of the year, so that blew up in my face, embarrassingly enough. Uh, he had two games, really, that were that were unstartable performances, and then one where he was hurt. So two games that, that sucked for him, and then that means 16 very, very good games. So... He must. Have, he's probably a friend of the program, and then he was pissed at me for making him my bust of the year. And he found out about it, and he said, "Fuck you! I'm gonna be RB three, and you can suck on this big old dick." And that's what I'm, <laughs> that, and that's what I have to do now because he he killed it all year. I mean, running between the tackles, running outside the tackles, running off 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 uh, play action or not play action, but catching balls off play action, read read options with Herbert, like you name it. He did every single thing you can ask of a running back, except probably block. I don't think he blocks a lot. I'll find a way to make fun of him. He's a good blocker. (laughs) Well, guess what? You should tell your coach not to call that timeout, you bum. (laughs) Robbed us of NFL history. Oh, I would have loved that. That so funny. Uh, I will will never say anything bad about this man. Jonathan Taylor. RB1 on the season. RB2 on points per game because Derrick Henry got had to get fucking hurt. Oh, don't give it away. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, we haven't, said we haven't talked the, about the, the people know. The people know. The people uh, deserve listen, to know. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. Jonathan Taylor. It, I love him. He's great. Fantastic. He should be in everybody's mind as RB1. He scored 21 total touchdowns this year. He went over two thousand total yards. Decent. There's it's it's hard for him rushing? to get better. Eighteen hundred yards. It's gonna be hard for him to go up. Fantastic runner of I the mean, football. It, 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 if you can stay the same, I think that that's fine. Um, well, now without Marlon Mack breathing down his <laughs> yeah, he he's gone. Um, Derrick Henry per game running back one. Got to put put him in here. He played eight games. Um, like I said, JT was RB1 throughout the season, probably fantasy MVP, but with Cooper Cup. But as I sit here and cry, being a Derek Henry owner, like 44 points, 17, 24, 31, 34, 15, 6, then he got hurt that game, got 6. He had three games with three plus touchdowns, and the same like, oh, if you can get those. I'm like, yeah, but. 
that's what he does. Yeah, like that's normal. Like if he plays a full season, I said he'd get two thousand yards. And he could have done that very easily. Um, <laughs> by week twelve, he was on pace for like twenty four hundred. Um, I think like by like week twelve, he's still like RB two in the season. Like like overall, he, he didn't play four games. So Derrick Henry, um, we talk about that. Derrick Henry versus JT next year, who's one, and that should be a very fun argument. All right, that finishes up the running back rankings going into our finals, which is the wide receivers. Uh, this guy's done. He's dead. He sucks. He's on a terrible team. Well, guess what? Most underrated player. I dubbed it at some point in like week 12 to 15, whatever the hell it was. It's eye-opening. Brandon Cooks somehow ended up – and then I say somehow. It's just the fantasy football community wrote him off like he was nothing. But he's the wide receiver one with shit quarterback play. Brandon Cooks finishes with 12 fantasy points per game on the season and had over a 1,000 uh, receiving yards, 90 receptions, most targets he's ever had in his entire career with this past year. 134. I mean, his touchdowns are around six, which is exactly what he's averaged his entire fantasy career or his entire NFL Tell him who's tied with, though. What? Quarterback? Jalen Waddle. Oh, well, yeah, he's tied with Jalen Waddle, but, you know, I mean, similar-ish players, I guess, if you want to say that. Brandon Cooks, do not count him out next year. So don't Pilates nothing. Dows? Well, yeah. Sorry, I was trying to stack well, my I, beers into a well, neat pile. I'll, so I'll say, I'll say, Mike Williams comes in at wide receiver nineteen. He was wide receiver nine at yeah. half point. He's dropped ten spots on average, and that's because he started off like a monster, he's scoring 25, 30 points a game to start the season, and now he's, or well, not now, but towards the end of the season, he wasn't scoring that consistently. He was more in the ten to twelve range, and which is, I mean, you don't want to say it's odd because the the Chargers were still throwing the ball a ton, but it was more even like Jalen Guyton and, the, and these random Jared Cook kind of type guys that Josh Palmer, like people that don't really deserve to be on the field are getting more targets than Keenan Allen and Mike Williams combined, which was odd, but sometimes when you get double cover, that's all you can do. Mm-hmm. All right, me again. It was a deep track if you owned uh, back for the first time. All right, Luda. <laughs> wide <laughs> s- wide receiver good. 18 on points per game average. We have uh, DK Metcalf, and uh, the average was either 25 or 4 this year with DK Metcalf because that's the story with the Seattle Seahawks. They're either going to be really good or they're going to suck ass so bad where they have stats flashing on the screen that they have a 3-0 and out five times in a row. They have been horrible. We're talking about a player that should be and with whatever needs to happen in Seattle should be one of the top five wide receivers in the league talent-wise. He had the exact same amount of targets as last year, but was able to produce 400 less receiving yards and uh, about 12 uh, touchdowns. He had 12 touchdowns on the season, uh, so it was... So it was actually not that bad, but as far as uh, you know, everything has gone on this season. It was it was kind of a disappointment. Wide receiver eight two, uh, season power hour. What a dip! What a what a fall from grace for DK Metcalf. Wide receiver eleven mid season. CD Lamb, and now he's wide receiver seventeen. Listen, you've heard me hate on Adam Gase. You've heard us hate on Matt Nagy. Mike McCarthy, you're about to be my goddamn target. CD Lamb. Wide receiver 17 is goddamn bullshit. As Mango walks in the room with his roast beef belly, 
CD Lamb might be one of the most talented wide receivers in the league. It's frustrating as shit. And, and they don't throw him the ball. He finishes. He finishes this season. Week 18, two targets. Week 17, four targets. Week 16, five targets. The motherfucker ain't getting the volume. First of all, you ain't rap long enough to be, to be with, with me, dog. You ain't tough enough. <laughs> Dude, there's some, there's some, there's some throwbacks there here. Is, I um, love that. So, wide receiver 16 on the season. He was wide receiver 16 during our mid-season power hour. Only played 10 games this season. DeAndre Hopkins. Um, I mean, say what you want. Like when he played, was fine. Then he got hurt, and he came back, and you just could tell he wasn't fully healthy. And they were forcing him the ball. Kyler wasn't really throwing the ball the way he used to. Like Usually Kyler throws up to him in the end zone. He takes it down. Kyler was throwing short. He's throwing low. Uh, DeAndre, he's, I think, age 29. He's he's getting older. So I, I don't know. I think I still reckon him as a top 10 receiver next year. Hopefully he's healthy. But he's getting that age now. You think he's still in this prime, like 29, that prime, prime age. But... Once he hits 30, um, I mean, you see Julio Jones right now. It's it's going to go down a little bit. Oh, top two. <laughs> High as a motherfucker. Uh, I know that game. Uh, Robert Woods, wide receiver, 15. Not really much to say on this cat. I mean, he wasn't ranked on our, on our uh, midseason podcast and rankings. And does he deserve to be on this one? Maybe. I mean, he had a few decent games. He pumped himself into this territory, and then he got hurt with an ACL and didn't play the rest of the season. He'll be back for next year. I guess I'll just talk about the future for him. He'll be back for next year. He's still under contract with the Rams. They still have a great offense, but he has now ceded all of his work to Cooper Cup. I mean, Cooper Cup's the guy there. I think it's obvious to everybody now. Woods is second-tier talent at this point. And now with Odell in town, if he wants to stick around... We got Odell and Van Jefferson. They're all fighting for targets. And Woods is up for on a contract. No, no, he got no, no, he got a big extension. signed the extension so this year. Three more years. for like three years. Yeah, so I'd rather Woods than Tough spot. OBJ, hands down. So would I, especially attitude wise. But let's see what happens. All right, Adam Thielen. Adam motherfucking Thielen, Mango. How you doing over there, Mango? Dynasty owner, Adam Thielen. At one point, he owns Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen, believing them both. Listen, Adam Thielen's coming in. Wide receiver 14 on points per game average. He got hurt towards the end of the season, played 13 games, gave you 12.8 point, uh, 12.8 points per game. I don't know what the future holds for him in Minnesota. Touchdown dependent. I don't know what Kirk Cousins is going to be in in Minnesota. And who knows? They, have a, new, they have a new coach in Minnesota. There is probably a world where Adam Thielen is going to start falling outside of the wide receiver one, you know, low-end wide receiver one, high-end wide receiver two territory. You can't not love Adam Thielen, though. That's the problem. You got to love Adam Thielen. But he could be a trap in 2022. Oh, boy. It is wide receiver 13. It is T. Time T Higgins is my 
favorite wide receiver in the league. Uh, I do not care. If Apologies you, if to your ears, shelfies. I do. You. I do not care if I blew out your ears. You should be just as excited as me to see the guy on the cusp of wide receiver one. Top we get the, uh, we the listener has, league uh, winner has, in the house. By the way, listener league winners in the house with the T Higgins jersey. Top Shelf Fantasy Ladies is not responsible for the damage done to your stereos. <laughs> Well, if you have to uh, replace it, I will not pay for it. Um, finished wide receiver one three times, but wide receiver two seven times on the season. Just over a thousand yards this year. T. Higgins finds his way as a a top echelon wide receiver going into next season. Probably a top four or five pick uh, in in rounds uh, for next next fantasy draft. Love. Yeah, and before we get to my, I I, I think. There was times at the beginning of the season where it's like, do you start Higgins? Do you sit him? And then second half, Burrow m- made it work with him, Chase, and every even Boyd. Like that, that team just had a lot of fun. Uh, Keenan Allen, I think the reason why Mike Williams got pushed back was because of Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen was not ranked in our midseason power hour. Keenan Allen is now wide receiver at 12, which he should be. I think you know, if I'm looking at the charges, I'm looking at who's the best receiver, Keenan Allen. Mike Williams is, is good, but Keenan Allen is the guy. He was a, a target hog second half of the season, and that's what helped the Chargers win games, was targeting Keenan Allen as much, much as they can. And I mean, one timeout kind of destroyed their chances in mid-team playoffs, but as long as Keenan Allen keeps on doing this, I'll still go rank to as a top 12 wide receiver going forward like I have done in the last six years. Hell yeah. I got Mike uh, Mike Heavenson Evans coming from wide receiver coming from wide receiver number eleven. He's a little bit lower, I think, than I would have anticipated for this season. But with Godwin there and Gronk and AB and yada 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 all the way down the line stealing his targets, it is what it is. But every single week he went out and he gave you startable startable performances, maybe minus one or two mixed in there. But uh, I mean, fifteen game or uh, sorry, he played fifteen games. Scored 201 points. What more can you ask out of a wide receiver? You break that 200-point threshold, and typically you're a, a wide receiver one. He stays with Brady. He's going to stay with Godwin, maybe, and then Gronk. Who knows? But if either of those guys leave town, the, 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 the sky's the limit for Mike Evans next year. I'm, I'm stoked on the kid. I always have been, always will be. I'm a big Mike Evans guy. Well, he's I mean, he's a massive. Tom Brady loves as soon as he laid As soon as he laid out Marshawn Lattimore from behind when he didn't even know he was in a fight, I became a Mike Evans guy. You saw a car full of girls? Damn. That's uh, like Stephon Diggs, up, wide receiver 10. Cracking the top 10. Mango, how you doing? Mango's, oh, yeah. Mango's, Mango's, Mango's getting them. Mango's dick is out. He should have been like wide receiver 2. <laughs> Thank but. you for clarifying because I couldn't see. I am, uh, I am well, cutting he, off Phyllis's head with a chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> Great episode of The Office, by the way. Safety day. Dwight, put your clothes back on. Listen, Stephon Diggs tied to Josh Allen, who throws the ball the most in the NFL. I mean, special things should happen. It is curious to see Gabe Davis, Emmanuel Sanders... Uh, Cole Beasley, Dawson Knox, all getting the ball because Diggs dominated targets in 2020. 2021, it wasn't the season. 2022, I think, goes back to it. Stephon Diggs is going to be a top-tier wide receiver. Yep. He does suffer from being locked up by top corners in the league. J.C. Jackson, Xavier Howard, 
and whoever the fuck the Jets have. Like, yeah, we don't fuck him up this fucking Saturday. How you doing? I just mean six games a year. He's got a tough matchup. Next. It is my turn. Chris Godwin, the uh, comeback player of the year, uh, called by yourself, yours truly. Uh, it is true. Don't call it a comeback. The guy finished wide receiver 31 last year, and here we are talking about wide receiver 9 on the season. Nine. Chris Godwin is a byproduct of Tom Brady being the best player in possible history, still somehow being the best quarterback that could ever possibly live at 45 years old. Uh, he got 400 receiving yards more this season, 98 receptions, 1,100 receiving yards, finished as a wide receiver one. I believe it was seven times I had counted, uh, and then wide receiver two, three times. He was uh, a top dog, only played 14 games, but every single time you put him on the field, you won. Um, all you Deontay haters can suck my dick. That's uh, your boy. Wide receiver eight on the season. What a fucking talent. Top tier r- runner in the, in the NFL. Um, runner. Runner of the ball, the catching the balls. He's good at it. Uh, Nice. 169 targets. Nice. I mean, that's going to help. That's that's, uh, that's a nice. 107 receptions, over 1,000 yards, eight touchdowns. Um, I mean, you have a shit line, you have a shit Big Ben, and you can still get it done. I mean, maybe Juju helped, but I don't think so. Uh, I think Juju's there. Deontay's going to do the exact same thing, but it probably did help a bit. Deontay might be in the teens if Juju stayed there. Uh, I mean, Chase Claypool's there. Chase Claypool's good, but... He's a head case sometimes. You've seen Chase Claypool do great and then do nothing, where I think Deontay is more of a consistent guy. Well, Scott, I'm glad in, that you brought up head offense. cases. Because wide receiver, se- uh, whatever, wide receiver seven on the year is Antonio Brown, who's the king of all head cases. Has Chase Claypool ever stripped his jersey <laughs> off on the sideline and then marched into the locker room? Not yet. Uh, no, but I he, hope he celebrated does. on a uh, fourth down catch yes. with no time blamed outs. his lineman trying to get the ball. <laughs> attaboy, that attaboy. Was, that was ridiculous. But no, AB oh. rounds out the final uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers wide receiver. <laughs> we have three in the last five seconds. Um, so seven, nine, and 11 are the finishes. AB played seven games, so let's not get our panties in a bunch over him. But when he was on the field, he was dominant. He was the AB that he's always been. There's no questioning that he's a fantastic football player. It's his off-the-field slash brain operations that cause concern for every single NFL GM owner and, and coach. So great talent. Let's see if he latches on somewhere else next year, and you can pick him up. If he's on a team... I don't, think, I don't think he'll be on a team next year. I don't think he will be, but yeah. if he is, you have to draft him at some point. He cleared some waivers. So. Yeah, I, I, I think he's done. I hope right. so. Wide receiver six, Tyree Kill. Uh, I don't like this guy. Me neither. I think he's a piece of shit. I, I have, I, have I mentioned that before? I wouldn't draft him. Yeah. People, people drafted him as wide receiver one or wide receiver two, however you saw it. So um, and and this, is, this is where I, I think my disrespect for wide receiver starts to come into play is because like same thing with quarterback I'm gonna draft him as a quarter wide receiver one and he's not gonna do like his success is directly tied to quarterbacks and if that quarterback has a bad season he's gonna have a bad season Tyree Kill still finishes as a top 10 wide receiver he will always be a wide receiver one with the speed that he has on the offense that he has I'm not a huge fan, not a Tyreek Hill guy, but wide receiver six on points points per game, giving you 15 points per game. 
you really can't go wrong. And, and at the end of the day in fantasy, you got to take your emotions out of it. And you have to say, who's getting me the most points? Jamar Chase is. Uh, but Tyreek Hill, wide receiver six on points per game. It's, it's, it's a special thing that Tyreek Hill does on the football field. And they've done many, a, many a documentaries on Pat Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and what their relationship is. And Tyreek Hill's peace sign that he does going in there. But it's great. I can't stand that one. His peace sign not is yet. him begging me to not punch him in the fucking head every time I see him. That little midget bitch. It's the same song though, right? Yeah. Where did the song, song change? I didn't hear this. This is a little wheezy. Oh, yeah. I've not heard the song change. But, uh, <laughs> seems a little, little, little long. Seems a little long. Is it still oh, going? Seems a little long. This is Drake and Lil Louisiana. Oh, I, I know where it is, but. It's the intro to Ballers. <laughs> With Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Did, did it change? Oh, stomp. Clap. Stomp, stomp, clap. All right. So now it's the point that we need to talk about is the wide receiver position is taking over fantasy. And the top five wide receivers in this past year absolutely blew the doors off, and it starts with none other than Justin Jefferson. He finished the year with 10, I counted 10 double-digit wide receiver one performances. That is an unreal number, and that means every single one after we talk about has already done the same thing. There have been unreal. We're talking about moving wide receivers up in our draft boards next season and maybe starting to discount the injury-riddled running back by committee situation that we have in the NFL now. And Justin Jefferson finished with 256 uh, fantasy points on the season, 1,600 receiving yards on 167 catches. Talk about top dogs. The wide receiver position is starting to show them. Top dogs. <laughs> I'm interested to see what happens with Mike Zimmer leaving town too, though. It'll be, it'll be interesting next year. Yeah, is the song going to change soon? Is the power like done? Tom just all, all, of, all of a sudden, we're going two minutes uh, a player. Cool. Nah, I can talk might, two minutes well, on We, we might have to. Uh, well, no, you only talked a minute. I'm watching it manually. We got a few left. Talk to uh, the, talking to plug-in people. That's cool. What is your four in the season? Jamar Chase, hold my beer. Jammer. Um, what a league winner, too. Uh, when we did the fantasy playoff winners and stuff he would think he was two behind uh, Amon Ra but um what him and Burr have done all season and just more importantly the end of the season to help you win your playoff and championship match is is a beautiful thing to watch I mean this guy's a rookie and I know he got targets and yards but I mean you're talking about a guy that didn't play college football last season he took a year off and he's still giving you what is he, for? He's he, so fucking good. He led the league in drops this season, so he pulled Deontay. But it didn't matter. Like there were some bad drops, but I think he made up with that like crazy. Um, if, you, if you lead the league in drops and you still are a top four receiver, then you're absolutely unreal. And Jamar Chase is going to be in the conversation of a top, at least a top four, maybe top three wide receiver next season. Yeah, he's uh, he's I. That guy's I. But does he also run the football like the wide receiver three, Debo Samuel? Debo Samuel had eight rushing touchdowns to go along with Did six re- passing. Eight? To go along with six oh passing uh, receiving touchdowns, I should say. So Debo's a fucking freak. 
I don't know what his yardage total is because I can't do that much math that quickly, but it's like a lot of receiving yardage and also a lot of rushing yardage. So a guy that's going to do both of those things, and I don't know how long he's going to do both of those things for. Maybe it's a fact or a function of the San Francisco running backs all being hurt. Not really sure. That but helps, the, but still. But the way they use him, right. if they can continue to utilize him in, in, in certain regards that way, he should stay as, a, as easily a wide receiver one and realistically a top ten wide receiver consistently from here on out. And let's, let's not forget, he did this with Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo is not a great NFL quarterback. I don't think Trey Lance is a great NFL quarterback either, but that's almost a good sign for Debo going forward. You get the ball in his hands and he makes shit happen. Right. Let him grab it. Let him do the work. So I'm uh, manually doing the fucking power hour. Power hour manual. Luck is only the last four, right? Yeah. I don't know what happened. I don't know. It's alright. Oh. There's a few people we let right. back. Well, the, the song guy the Sorry song's about the change again. Uh, we'll, we'll just go back here because, listen, uh, uh, if you don't know Kanye West, the college dropout. Yeah, I love this song, too. So I, I was like, please I, don't skip it. I, I, I think you need to pick it up. Uh, listen, wide receiver two, Devontae Adams. I think a lot of people had Devontae Adams as number one. He only got beat out by the one guy we haven't said tonight that everybody's going to know who, who beat him out. Devontae Adams always is going to be a fantastic wide receiver as long as he's on the field. Uh, what a fucking jam by Kanye. Kanye... Say what you will about Kanye. Kanye, one of the best college dropout, greatest, good rapper, greatest, possible greatest the album of all time, and then on top of that, uh, uh, late registration. Can oh, about how probably good Tom Adams is. Please? Oh, 100%. well, Tom Adams, decent wide receiver. Kanye West, great rapper. It's it's really hard to say Rapist. many good things about Devontae Adams because he's so fucking good. And at we've what said he does. A, we've said the same things every year. He's we all where know he should good. be. Right. <laughs> Nobody's shocked that he's this high. Craig. All right. Take it away. We're we're gonna end it with a four or five minute fuck sesh on this guy's <laughs> like that's that's how we're gonna end this. No wide receiver has ever outperformed the RB1, but Cooper Cup came close. He was only 10 fantasy points away from the the, the RB1 on the season. I thought you were going to say he beat him. <laughs> he didn't, but he was the fantasy MVP. He scored over 60 fantasy points more than the second wide receiver. He finished a wide receiver one on 14 out of 17 fantasy weeks. It is unheard of. He's been the the greatest thing since Betty White, and we we all love everything that we've seen from Cooper Cup this season. He's been waiting for the quarterback like Matt Stafford. He has him. He's still young enough to continue to thrive throughout his entire career. Did he beat Megatron? I never saw the official stat. No, no he did not. I, I, I mean, I don't I know if he, I think he it was beat Megatron, but let me let me tell you. I mean, we're talking about Scott his solos historical numbers oh, he's he got oh no he did out oh, for receiving yards on the season no but he did have 1900 receiving yards and 16 touchdowns yeah. which is I think what else like do you want it, you that's, know in when, that's decent like i probably would have had like 2100 personally but like yeah that's pretty good well, for him. well yeah i mean you 100 uh, percent uh what's what's gonna be an issue going into 2022 <laughs> is so you've got guys who are leading at their positions guys who are in the top five at their position that are bound for regression right jonathan taylor bound for regression cooper cup 
bound for regression. He he's not getting nineteen hundred yards in, Prob- in sixteen probably touchdowns. Probably Debo again. too. You know, Debo's, Debo's going to be the same yeah, way. If, if you so think, it's going to be a trap. Fourteen combined touchdowns again for Debo, probably right. not. Like you think, Jonathan Taylor, you said twenty-one. Probably 21 not. touchdowns like, with over with 2100 yeah. total yards. Well, like, it, I would say the hard thing the, to replicate. The most likely person to replicate is Cooper Cup. I would, I would, I would still lean Devontae Adams because I don't think Aaron. Oh Rodgers no, is well, I, I was going, I was going top but, ones only. But yeah, Devontae Adams, like, no, is going to be one. Well, two, you're going to, you're going to have Woods, Cup, Odell, right. and Van so, Jefferson. I mean, even if OBJ is not there, Odell's I, not. Recently. I think Woods um, demands enough targets in the end zone. Um, right, to I do, I have do too, cu- like you, Woods seen, going down help. You have cup. to have factor in a better running game too with I mean, Cam Akers. But you back. you have seen for so long Matt right. Stafford yeah, well, hone in on too. you've seen Matt Stafford for his whole career hone in on one guy. If Cup decided to be that guy, and I'm sorry that Woods got hurt. If Cup's that guy, he's that guy. It might not matter. I, it it well, might not matter who's it there. Matter. I mean, it he's not. Matter. He's not. He's not going to get sixteen. Is sixteen TDs again? Well, no, I, mean, I don't. You know what? I don't think so either. Who the fuck knows? I've said worse things about Cooper that, Cup, and he has been the best right. player I have ever I, seen in. Hey, fantasy. listen, I had Cooper Cup ranked in the pretty low this year, seasons. but hang <laughs> my hat on the Dalton Schultz thing. Uh, listen, Top Shell Fantasy, uh, we just did the power. Right, you follow along. I, I threw some fucking throwbacks Bangers. in that motherfucker. That was some a good, good fucking that was a good Yeah, I heard it all uh, front to back. The, I will. Did you really? uh, I, I might I might share <laughs> oh, it on Twitter. It, it, right. it was pretty <laughs> it was good. Really I thought it was. I, I had to uh, switch it, it all fire. up. There was Seven a lot beer. of. Seven beers. Deep. There was a lot I of know. Bell Bro uh, songs on there. Glamorous. We had some glamorous. Some good, I'm so painless. It was a great thing. Oh, uh, we got we got Bone the uh, TSF winner Mersh in the background drinking a mega treat. We he's got, got his Mango. Looks like he's about to fall asleep. Also drinking a mega treat. That's his natural state. Uh, that's his natural full state. hippo mode. Uh, all right, listen. Top Shell Fantasy. Top Shell Fantasy.com. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Top Shell FFNTSY. Top Shell Fantasy. Stay fluid. Stay loose.